Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, there we are. How's everybody doing this morning? We are so, my wife and I are so excited to be at the OG campus. And uh, no, we, uh, we, I posted that on social media last night, the OG campus, and all these people started messaging me like, do we have a new campus? I was like, no, OG campus, the original gangster. Is it, that's this, the, the main campus, like it's the original, you know what I mean? The original gangster. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm the original gangster. Come on, do it. I know half of you didn't do it. You're ashamed. I'm the original gangster. No, really, we are so excited to be here. Jamie and my wife and I, uh, it seems like it's been so long. We, uh, we've just been on tour a little bit. We were in Orville. Well, I was in Orville about six weeks ago. And uh, then we were at Caldwell Campus for about three weeks, four weeks, something like that. And then this past Sunday, we were at a Boise campus. And I can tell you, church, that our campuses are strong. They're doing well. Lives are being changed. Amazing things are happening. Isn't it so, so, so cool to be a part of a church that's not just the OG campus, but other campuses? Amen? And uh, so we're excited to be here. Today, we continue our series entitled Ghosted. Say Ghosted. And today, I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Ghost. How many? How many grew up with in church that, that called it the Holy Ghost? Anybody? Yeah, lots of you. That's amazing. That's old school. You know, it was like I baptize you in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You know, and and uh, somehow along the way we we creeped people out with that, and so we started calling him the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I, don't raise your hand, but I'd be willing to bet today that when I said I'm preaching on the Holy Spirit, that there was a few of you out there that just went, got a little scared. Are you with me? Don't raise your hand. But it, listen, that's okay. I, I, I want to tell you today that that's okay. Um, that, that somehow over the years, the Holy Spirit has has gotten a little bit of a bad rap. And, and if I'm being honest with you, not our church, but the church, I think, has mishandled the Holy Spirit a lot throughout the years, which then in turn has made people find people like you a little nervous when I say, I'm going to preach on the Holy Spirit today. Are you with me? But I want to let you know that it's not weird. It's not spooky. It's not out there. It shouldn't be. In fact, it's in the Bible. And at CFC, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe everything that's in the Bible is for today. We believe that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. The Holy Spirit wants to baptize you. You may even speak in other tongues. It's good. It's normal. It's scriptural. It shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't be spooky. And it's the advantage that you have. Today, my title of my message is The Ghosted Advantage. And uh, I want you to kind of buckle up because this is really something that I'm so extremely passionate about right now because it's something that God has been doing in my own heart through my own sort of personal walk with Christ. And over the last few months, this one scripture has not been able to get out of my mind. And I want you to just buckle up today because I feel like there's a message from heaven that I have for you. It's a message that is going to change your life. It's a message about the Holy Spirit, the ghosted advantage. And so open your ears today to hear the voice of God, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Open your hearts to receive. Are you cool with that? All right, so we're going to jump in. John chapter 16, starting in verse 5. When you're there, say something really creative like I'm there. That was creative, huh? 
John chapter 16, verse 5, and I'm going to start reading in verse 5. It says, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Say advantage. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Let's bow our heads and let's pray this morning. Father, we worship you today. Thank you that we can gather together as the body of Christ and worship you and hear your word. So Father, today, would you open our ears to hear your voice, not a church not a message, not a pastor, but Holy Spirit, would you speak to us today? Open our ears to hear, open our hearts to receive. Today, we commit this time to you. Holy Spirit, would you heal? Holy Spirit, would you speak? Holy Spirit, would you transform? We worship you today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. I've been doing this a little bit, so I got my actual hanky now. If things get good, grab a tissue in the aisle. You can wave that bad boy at me. And uh, believe it or not, the first service was a little quiet. So do you think you guys can do better than that? Just give, it a, give, me, a, give me a good amen every once in a while if it's getting good. And uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. Cool? So John chapter 16, verse 5. I mean, this is absolutely crazy, right? And to, to just to give you context of what is happening, Jesus is sitting with the 12 disciples, and it may not come as a surprise to you today or not, but even the 12 disciples who were under the leadership and the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the perfect man, the perfect leader, the perfect pastor, the perfect anything, are you following me? Even though they were under the leadership of Jesus himself, Jesus knew that they weren't too fond of change. Surprise, surprise. He also knew that they were a little bit self-centered. Surprise, surprise. Everybody relax. It's okay to just not like change sometimes. It's okay to be a little self-centered. Even the disciples did it, okay? So Jesus begins to warm the disciples up to this idea of him going away, okay? Listen, it's like a leadership lesson. This is free. Sometimes change takes a little bit by, by, by surprise, right? So Jesus starts to begin to warm this up, this idea of him going away, his idea of not him being here all of the time. Are you with me? And I love this, that, that Jesus, he even kind of throws them under the bus. And he says in verse 5, he says, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? If you look back in John chapter 14, they keep asking the wrong question. They keep asking, well, what's going to happen to us? What about our ministry on earth? What about me, we, us, I? Are you seeing what I'm saying? And, and Jesus is saying, listen, you're asking the wrong question. It's not about you. It's not about what's going to happen to you. In fact, the key to this situation right here is that I am going to the one who sent me. The question you should be asking is where, where are you going, Jesus? Because that's the key. Are you following me? Listen, and, and, and he says, nevertheless, I love this, that no matter what you face in your life, sorrow, heartache, heartbreak, Jesus is a nevertheless God. He's a nevertheless God. In, in, in other words, he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. In other words, Jesus, I understand that this is change. I understand that this is a little bit weird. I understand that sorrow has filled your life. But nevertheless, it is to your advantage. To your advantage. 
Are you, are you getting this, church? There, there, there is an exchange that is taking place. The, the, the arrival of the Holy Spirit was dependent on the withdrawal, that's a hard word to say, withdrawal of Jesus. Okay, are you following me? It's an exchange. Jesus has to go, and the Holy Spirit is going to come. But it is to your advantage. How is this possible? To your advantage. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but, but these disciples, they had spent every waking moment almost with Jesus for years. These were the 12 men that Jesus had chosen to do ministry with him, to travel with him. These men were a part of seeing Jesus do the miraculous day in and day out. They were a part of thousands gathering to hear Jesus speak. They were a part of Jesus traveling and literally turning the world upside down. How could it possibly be true that Jesus going away would be to our advantage? How could it possibly be true that we would somehow get an advantage to you, Jesus, not being here any longer? I mean, really, to our advantage that Jesus is arrested, to our advantage that Jesus' ministry and teaching and miracles completely stop, to our advantage that Jesus is beaten and mocked and, and whipped and bruised and a crown of thorns is placed on his head, to our advantage that, that, that Jesus is sentenced for execution, to our advantage that Jesus has nailed his hands and his feet to a cross, to our advantage that Jesus die alongside criminals, to our advantage that Jesus lie dead in a grave. How is it possible the ghosted advantage. The Holy Spirit is coming. And no longer, when I'm not with you in the flesh, are you without me. No longer, when I'm traveling and I'm not with you, John and Peter, do you have to send a smoke signal or a camel or something. You know, Jesus wasn't on iPhone. He couldn't FaceTime him. Are you with me? No longer are you without the power that is me. The advantage. How is this possible? Listen, I, I want to paint this picture a little bit because I'm not even sure that if we can understand the power of this statement. See, you and I have never driv driven down and, and, and hit the connector with Jesus in the passenger seat of our car. You and I have never gotten to sat down face to face with Jesus in the flesh and talked with him about life. You and I have never had the opportunity to travel with him and see the miraculous take place, traveling with the savior of the world, Jesus Christ. These disciples spent every waking minute with this man named Jesus. Listen, in other words, this advantage that you have been given, which is the Holy Spirit that can live inside of you and dwell inside of you and fill you with him, it would be to our advantage even over if Jesus was here today and every step of our life he was right there with us. Are we living that advantage, church? Listen, I want to pose a really interesting question this morning. It's going to be up on the screen, and I want it to get into our hearts. Listen, are we taking advantage of the advantage? 
How do we do it? How do we take advantage of this incredibly amazing advantage that you've been given to us? That even over Jesus being on the earth, even over, even over Jesus traveling through Napa, Idaho and healing the sick and moving and preaching. Are you with me, church? Oh, man, the advantage. How do we take advantage of the advantage. This has been a question that has just been burning in my heart for the last couple of months. I want to be a man who takes advantage of the advantage, that I live my life in a way that's even better than if Jesus was side by side with me in the flesh. Is this hitting you this morning, the importance of this? The advantage. So I want to go over three things if I believe what God has really spoken to me of how do we take advantage of the advantage? Number one, we allow the Holy Ghost to be our advocate. Say advocate. We allow the Holy Ghost to be our advocate. John chapter 14, starting in verse 16, says this, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. There's another one who will never leave you. You don't have to send for a camel or smoke signals. He's with you all the time. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. Catch this. Jesus is talking to the disciples, but you know the advocate. You know him because he lives with you right now. Here I am, he says. But watch this. But later, he will be in you. Come on. The advantage Listen, this word advocate right here, actually in the Greek, it closely translates to being a lawyer. It has a legal ramifications. How many would go through life hoping that you would have the Holy Spirit as a lawyer in your life? Who's ready to defend you? Who's ready to fight for you? Who's ready to advocate for you? Who's ready to stand up against everyone else who's against you? Who's ready to be on your side when everybody turns their back on you? Come on. You have an advocate living on the inside of you. It's through the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you. He wants to protect you. He wants to fight for you. He wants to defend you. An advocate, is that not incredible? Listen, we're, we're coming up on, on, on the, the getting stuck in the snow season. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know how long it's going to be until snow flies and, and, you know, stuff go haywire. I like snow. I'm praying for another snowmageddon-type season. I know first service, they all booed at that point and they all hated me. But I know you guys like snow, right? But listen, I got this picture of an advocate. Have you ever, have you ever seen somebody slide off and get stuck on the side of the road in the snow? Have you been? And because you have the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you, you see this all happen and you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pull over and push this guy out of the snow. And you're like, I didn't wear my snow boots, you know, and you start, you, you see what I'm saying? So you get out of the car, you follow me. I'm trying to paint the picture for you because I know it's happened to you all. You get out of the car and you pull up and this poor guy, he's like very stuck and he's like flooring it. You know that guy? It's like, you know, just going. And you're like, okay, man, chill out. I'll push. He doesn't chill. He's like still spinning it and snow's flying all over your face in the back. You're trying to push him out. You've been there, okay? Paint the picture. 
You're pushing. I mean, you're like, yeah, you're fighting it. You're giving it everything you got. Your, your feet don't have any traction, so they start sliding out behind you. You push, push, push. Then, then what happens? Everybody else who drives by, a few of them hopefully have the Holy Spirit too, and they, they start to see that person stuck, but also you, what, struggling and about to fall down trying to get this out. And then all of a sudden, have you been here? People, like, start running across the road, you know, and all these guys, they all, like, you macho men, you know, and, and all of a sudden, before you know it, there's two, three, and listen, watch this. There's a point where you're pushing and you're fighting and you're grunting and you're getting at everything you got, and then all of a sudden what happens, it just, like, breaks loose, right? There's, like, typically, like, one more guy that shows up, and it feels like he just, like, puts his finger on the car and it just, like, goes, you know, and you're like, come on, I've been here. I've been pushing, getting at everything I got, and this one guy shows up, and he gets all the credit. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I, I feel like that's the, that's the Holy Spirit as our advocate. Listen, we can push all day long. We can fight all day long to get traction. We can muster up as enough energy as we have, and we fight, and we fight, and we fight, and the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, I'm ready to push with you. I'm ready to defend. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to, to be with you and advocate for you. Are you with me? Not only is it the Holy Spirit, but he's God the Father and Jesus, and listen, all three of them just start pushing. All of a sudden, you have somebody who's fighting with you. All of a sudden, you have an advocate, and he's willing to go, for, to go to bat for you. Are you with me this morning, church? The Holy Spirit wants to be your advocate, but we've got to let him. We've got to let him. We've got to allow him to fill our lives and be our advocate. Say amen. amen. Number two, we allow the Holy Ghost to be our advisor. John chapter 14 Verse 26, I catch my breath. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you everything that I have told you. Listen, that word teach right there. I'm a little OCD and so all of these main points had to be in A's. So hopefully advise works for you. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit wants to advise you. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with you this morning, but I, I, I've lived, I, I'm living in an interesting season right now. And, and a couple of weeks ago, as I was preparing this message, I was, I was praying and like just interceding, Holy Spirit, you've got to come through. I need you to speak. I need you to help me. I need you to give me a word from heaven. And I'm, I'm desperate, just crying out to God. And, and I felt like the Holy Spirit just almost convicted me a little bit. And, and, and I realized that I've, I've been a worship leader for like 15 years, almost 18 years actually. Almost every week since I was 12 years old, I've led worship on a stage almost every single Sunday. I mean, that's a lot of services. I should add that up one day. But I've, I've led worship my whole life and somewhere along the way I was convicted because I've lost the reliance on the Holy Spirit. I figured out how to do some things when it came to lead worship. I figured out how to play a G chord and how to play a C sharp minor seven. Early on when I started, I didn't know all of those things. I was so desperate for the Holy Spirit to advise me, to tell me what to do, to help me. And I was praying and I'm in this season where all of a sudden I don't have a guitar right here anymore. I'm doing, doing this. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't have a guitar. I figured out now i got to lose some weight because the guitar isn't here covering anymore. 
Listen, the Holy Spirit wants you to live at a level in your life where you are so incredibly desperate for him to come through. Holy Spirit, God, if you don't come through, I don't know what's going to happen. Holy Spirit, if you don't come through in this job situation, I don't know what I'm going to do. Holy Spirit, if you don't tell me how to parent my teenager, Lord knows. Right? The Holy Spirit wants to live inside of you and he wants to be your advisor. How incredibly awesome is it to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you who nothing has ever snuck up on him, nothing ever just randomly dawns on him, nothing confuses him, nothing catches him off guard, nothing is is against what he has in plan, what he knows is happening in your life already. Can you believe that? How many would use an advisor like that in your life? It's the advantage. How are we not taking advantage of this as the church? How are we not taking advantage of this as Christ followers? Let's live our lives desperate for our advisor to come through. Are you with me, church? Listen, I I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to advise you in things that are not necessarily just churchy or or ministry-oriented. Are you with me? I believe that spirit-filled believers should have the best businesses. I believe that spirit-filled believers should be the best employees. I believe they should be the best parents. I believe they should be the best friends. I believe they should be the best with their finances, the best parenting, the best in every arena of our life because we have the maker of heaven and earth who's all-knowing, who's all-powerful, who nothing ever sneaks upon him, living on the inside of us, and he wants to advise you. He wants to tell you how to do it. He wants to tell you where to go and how to go. Are you with me? We've got to activate this advantage in our life. Number three, we allow the Holy Ghost to be our adjuster. You follow him here with all these A's, our advocate, our advisor, and our adjuster. Listen, I I love this word because I use it with my children all the time. Are you with me? I say, Lyric, does daddy need to give you an attitude adjustment? Has anybody ever used that one on your, on your kids? Or maybe you're a kid in here and you're like, yeah, my parents said that all the time. I hate that word. Listen, here's the thing about adjustment. is It, it implies that no one ever is done adjusting. I don't care if you've never given your life to Christ and you're in here and you're going, man, what is this crazy sweaty guy on a Sunday morning talking about? He's way too excited and too loud. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to adjust you from the inside out. I've never met many people who haven't given their lives to Christ who are just thrilled with their lives. They're just thrilled with their decisions that they make. Listen, there's an advantage There's an advantage. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to muster up the energy to do all of the right things on your own. You can allow the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you, and he begins to adjust you from the inside out. If you allow him, he begins to shape you on the inside. If you allow him, he begins to to help you make right decisions, to help you choose the right things, to help you in all the areas. He's the helper. It's the advantage, church. The adjuster. I don't care if you're that person or if you've been saved for 50 years. There's always room for adjustment. And the Holy Spirit wants to be that adjuster with you today. 
As we get ready to, to close, I, I'm so passionate about this, and I feel like I could preach a whole sermon series just called The Advantage, because there's so much here. But as somebody comes to the keyboard, oh, you're so great. Thanks, Katie. Sorry, I just embarrassed her. That was perfect. I, I, I was in an airport a couple of months ago, and uh, how many are familiar with those moving walkways? You know what I'm talking about? The little moving walkways. And since I'm basically a child, I hit every one of them. Every time. Has anybody else hit them all? Yes, my people. Watch this. I, I had this idea. For some really strange reason, there is a high percentage of people who are in the airport that are not on the moving walkways. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they feel like they're going to look silly. I don't know if they, they feel like it's embarrassing or stupid. Or maybe that it's somehow not for them. But there are people who walk on the regular floor right next to the moving walkway. Watch this. But I'm on the moving walkway, and every step that I take is two times as efficient as every step they take. Every step that I take, it just feels like I'm gliding, baby. Come on, are you with me? You've been on these. You're just like, you're just moving, moving, moving. It's the advantage of the Holy Spirit, church. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, in these scriptures, he's saying, it's the advantage. I've given you a better way. I've given you a leg up on everybody else out there that's not filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, watch this. If you take home anything today, I want you to take this home. The Holy Spirit does not make me better than you. It makes me better than me. I'm going to say it over here. The Holy Spirit does not make me better than you. It makes me better than me. And all of a sudden, I find myself filled with the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to be activated and present in my life, allowing Him to be my advocate, allowing Him to be my adjuster, allowing Him to be my advisor, and all of a sudden, things get easy. All of a sudden, that job that was so difficult to work my way up in, I begin to just skate by. I begin to work my way up because the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of me. All of a sudden, God begins to give me business ideas and creative ideas of how to handle my finances. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is advising me on how to parent my teenager, which Lord knows how to parent a teenager. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to adjust me from the inside out, and all of a sudden, making the right choices seems to be easier and easier and easier because of the Holy Spirit he's adjusting you listen church there are people just like that walkway who think that Holy Spirit that's going to make me look silly that's not for me that's not for today every step that you take is twice as hard as those people on the moving walkway 
I want to encourage us today to not let this moment pass us by. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I've been trying so hard. I can't seem to hold down a job. I can't seem to to take care of my kids and my family the way I need to. Nothing in my life seems to be working. Listen, there's a better way. Not that you'll have bumps along the way, not that everything will be perfect and rosy, but listen, even when things get difficult, you still have an advantage. You still have somebody that's with you, advocating for you, even when it gets difficult. There's an advantage. His name is Jesus. You need to accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, and then you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And every step that you take is the advantage, baby. Come on. It's like walking on air all of a sudden. Yeah, things happen. Difficulties still come, but it's still an advantage. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to meet this man named Jesus. He died so that you could live He wants to be present in your life. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. He wants to rearrange things from the inside out. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit today, but you've got to accept him. You've got to turn from the things that haven't worked in the past. You've got to turn from the things that you know about. This is going to make me look silly. This is not for me. This is for everybody else but me. No, it's the advantage. There's a better way. So with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, if you say, Pastor, I want to meet this man named Jesus on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to do anything other than to celebrate with you and to pray with you. On the count of three, just lift your hand. One, two, lift it up high. Three, come on, lift it up this morning. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. See your hand. I see your hand. See that hand. Amen. Hallelujah. I see that hand. See that hand. See that hand. See that hand. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand this morning, church. Amen. We're all going to stand to our feet this morning, and I just want to pray a simple prayer with you. This is a prayer that I prayed years ago when I invited Jesus to be my Savior. And listen, I want to tell you that this is the best prayer that you will ever pray. This is the best decision that you will ever make, and it's just the beginning. You're going to go into your world tomorrow, and the same challenges are going to hit you. But listen, you have an advantage. You have somebody who's with you, who's fighting with you, who's fighting for you. He's for you, not against you. He has a plan for your life. He wants to start to adjust you from the inside out. Just allow him to move. He'll do it. Amen. So let's all pray this prayer out loud together. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. And you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. And I invite you into my heart. Come and be my Lord. Come and be my Savior. I trust and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church, let's give them one more hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then I just want to pray for all of us this morning, church, whether we know Jesus or whether we don't. I hope that we can be encouraged this morning to lift our foot up and to start on that mobile walkway.
no matter how silly we feel like we look, to begin to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit who wants to fight for you, to begin to listen to the voice of Holy Spirit who wants to advise you. Let's be a spirit-filled people that operate on a level that the world is not familiar with. Are you with me? So let's just lift our hands this morning across this room, and I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit fills us anew and afresh. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would baptize us today. Holy Spirit, would you come? We invite you into this room. Would you increase now? Lord, I just pray that you would fill us. Fill us now like a wind. Just blow across this room right now. Your Holy Spirit, let it blow. Let it blow, God. Increase. Father, I pray that you would fan into flame the fire that you've set inside of us this morning. Fan it, God. Stir it up in the name of Jesus. A passion for you. A passion for more of the Holy Spirit. A passion to live the advantage that you've given us. So, Father, today we commit to look ourselves in the mirror every single morning and say, I'm going to take advantage of the advantage today. I'm going to live my life as if you were walking right beside me, as if you were driving in the car with me, as you were with me at work, as you were with me as my parent, as you were with me in my finances, every area of my life, I'm going to operate as the advantage Help us to take advantage of the advantage, God. Thank you for this morning. Would you sear it in our hearts today? We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to encourage you before you leave, our our prayer team is up front down here on the sides, and I'll I'll be here as well too. Listen, if you want to pray, or be prayed for that the Holy Spirit would fill you. If you want to pray that the Holy Spirit would baptize you this morning, I want to encourage you, don't leave this room. Don't leave this room not taking advantage of the advantage with the Holy Spirit filling you. Our prayer team, myself, would love to pray with you. Be encouraged this morning, church. You have an advantage. You have a better way. Let's live it. Amen. Amen. We love you so much. Thank you for coming to church today. Next Sunday, we start a brand new series called Imagine. So I want to encourage you, join us next Sunday as well as First Wednesday. We love you so much. Have an amazing week.